It is such a wonderful time to be in the house of the Lord. And, um, it, and there, this is a great church. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is a great church, and I give honor to your pastor, and I thank the Lord for him and his wonderful wife and family. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter number 10, while you're standing, and um, 2 Corinthians chapter number 10. Verse number four, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Every thought has to be brought into captivity until the thought is obedient to Christ. It has to be brought into captivity until the thought is obedient. Well, hallelujah. And having ready, having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Hallelujah. When your obedience is fulfilled, it is a revenge against all disobedience. Hallelujah. And uh, the Lord's going to help us here today. Father, I thank you for what you're going to do here in this service and uh, revelation and understanding. And Father, we thank you for that. And we thank you for uh, that your word brings light. And your word is light. And I thank you for that. And it's not a light. It is the light. And I thank you for that, and I praise you for that, because, Lord, you are not just another philosopher. You are the author and the finisher of our faith. I thank you for that here today. I bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. I bless this house in the name of Jesus. And if you believe the Lord's going to help us, I want you to clap your hands to the Lord and give the Lord a shout of praise here in this house. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to give the Lord a shout of praise in this house. Here on this first Sunday, on this, on, on January 8th, we ought to just praise the Lord because he's good. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. It is amazing to me that, and I want to start out here at, and I don't intend to be long here this morning. But I want to start out here to tell you uh, that uh, you were made and created for breakthrough. Uh, you were designed to have victory. Uh, I don't think some of you heard that yet, but I'm going to try that again. You were designed to have victory. 
Victory is literally uh, supposed to be a part of your DNA. Uh, if uh, we were not created to be defeated, uh, that's why defeat feels so foreign to us. Uh, well, hallelujah. We were created to have victory. Uh, and uh, if you're not having victory, it's no wonder you don't have a smile on your face. Uh, and it's not because you're a bad person. It's because uh, you not having victory works a contrary to everything that's in your nature. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going somewhere in the Holy Ghost here today. Uh, I, I'm, I'm still working about 98% of you don't believe what I'm saying. Uh, I'm going to try it one more time. You were designed to have victory. Uh, God did not give you the Holy Ghost for you not to have victory. Uh, you were designed to have breakthrough. Uh, and I'm coming after something in the Holy Ghost here this morning and to let every lying spirit that has been lying to some of you know that we are designed to have victory and we're not going to leave one stone unturned until we have it. We are going to have it and I'm going... I'm going to have victory. Somebody shout, I'm going to have it. I, I must have it. I must have victory. And uh, you must know that you were designed to have breakthroughs in prayer. Uh, you were not designed to go through the discipline of prayer. Uh, help me now. You were not designed to go through the discipline of prayer. You were designed to have breakthroughs in prayer. Uh, according to John 16, 24, uh, Jesus said to them, uh, you've not asked in my name uh, before, but now you're going to ask in my name. Uh, and whatsoever you ask in my name, I'm going to give it to you. Uh, and the last part of that verse said that your joy may be full. Uh, yes, that your joy may be full. <laughs> The reason why some of you don't have joy is because you're not getting your breakthrough in prayer. But I want you to know it was not God's will for you to be bored in prayer. It was God's will for you to stand up and take charge and say, this is not how this is going to go down. We, uh and I don't know about you, but I'm not willing to relinquish the very uh, the idea of victory. Uh, I'm not willing to relinquish it. Uh, I'm not willing to uh, go through my life and not have victory. Uh, you see, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus was saying in John 16 uh, that when you uh, when you pray in my name, I'm going to do it. That your joy may be full. Now, I derive my joy, I derive my joy in part uh, through having breakthroughs in prayer. But we have been deceived into believing that joy is an emotion. Ah, uh, y'all hear me now. We have been deceived into believing that joy is an emotion. Uh, joy is not an emotion. Uh, joy is fruit. Uh, you see, God allows you to bear fruit uh, to give it to somebody else. Uh, 
Hallelujah. I said, God allows you to bear fruit so that you can give it to somebody else. So I get my joy through breakthroughs in prayer. And then it produces fruit to help somebody else to get their breakthrough. I don't think you hear what I'm trying to tell you. I got about three, I got about, I got about 30% of you on board right now. I, I, it's getting better right now. I'm going to tell you again, God allows me to get the breakthrough in prayer so that I bear the fruit of joy so that when I come in contact with somebody that don't have it, I have the ability to help them get the breakthrough that they need because it's not God's will for them to stay in a life that has no victory. I wish somebody get on your feet and give God some praise about that. Uh, it's not God's will that you don't have victory. And so because I have it and because I have joy and because I've been getting breakthroughs in prayer and because I've been getting answers to prayer, I have joy to help you get yours. Uh, hallelujah. It's God's will for you to have victory. It's God's will for you to have victory. But God wants you to have victory so you can have it to help somebody else get theirs. Because somebody else has got walls that won't come down. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, it's not enough for you to have your walls to come down. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to be here long, but it's not enough for us to have our walls come down. Somebody here this morning has got some walls that's got to come down. And, uh, that, and God's going to cause those walls to come down. But he's going to use your shout to help somebody's walls come down. Hallelujah. He's going to use your shout to help somebody else's walls come down. Now, you must understand that if you're around somebody that is complaining all the time, complaining is the language of fear. Well, praise the Lord. Complaining is the language of fear. Now, I'm going to tell you something at the front end of this service here today. I'm going to tell you here, and you just need to know what I'm going to tell you is the facts. God, God despises complaining. It, 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 it just, uh, he despises it. I'm sorry, but, and I'm not trying to be rude here today, but God despises complaining. Uh, complaining is a signal that you have a worship problem. Uh, well, hallelujah. I'll say it again. Worship is a signal that you have a, uh, 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 complaining is a signal you have a worship problem. Uh, if you're complaining all the time, it means that you're worshiping the problem uh, more than you are the solution. Uh, hallelujah. I'm going to try that again. If you're complaining all the time, it's a signal that you have a worship problem. It means you have magnified the problem more than you have the solution. But the last time I checked, greater is he that is in you.
I was, it, it is, it's so, you must, so if you're not having victory, there must be an answer as to why. Hallelujah. There must be an answer as to why. If you're not having it, what's the reason? Well, praise the Lord. What's the reason? You can act like a petulant child and get down on the floor and throw a temper tantrum, or you can approach God as Father and ask your Father why. You can ask your father why. Why am I not getting the victory? Because I was designed to have it. Mm. I was designed to have it. If I'm not getting uh, the answer and I was created to have the answer, then why am I not getting it? And this is where Joshua found himself. Huh. This is where Joshua found himself after he had Jericho come down. And the walls fell flat. And they come up against a smaller city that should have been with ease been able to be taken. Hallelujah. Are y'all still with me now? Don't check out on me. We're going somewhere. Uh, Joshua wanted to know, why have we, why are we dealing with this national embarrassment? Why are we dealing with this when because we were designed to have victory and you told us that nothing could stand before us? But now we've been humiliated. Now we have been humiliated. And now we, the, we had, I mean, if anything should have defeated us, it should have been the last city because... That was much larger than AI. And God says to Joshua, get up off the ground. Because I'm going to tell you what the problem is. He said, Joshua, somebody has got something in their tent. Well, hallelujah. Now, see, this church is in a place where it is having breakthroughs, where God is doing, doing miraculous and marvelous things. But we must never forget that God is looking in our tent. Oh, hallelujah. You have to forgive me. I, I really feel like I've heard from the Lord. God is looking in our tent. Now, this is not going to be a rebuke. This is going to be an admonishment. 
Somebody has got to make sure that if you, you've got to start looking and saying, if I'm not having victory, is there something in my tent that would prevent me from getting what I need from God? Is there something under the surface? Is there an offense that I've been harboring? Is there an anger that I've been harboring? Is there something I've been, uh, is there something I've been harboring because, uh, and I say this as an admonishment because my brothers and sisters, uh, I remind you again for the, about the fifth time in this service, uh, you were created to have victory. Uh, you were not created to be embarrassed. You. created to have victory and God said to Joshua he said get up off the ground don't act like you're some petulant child get up off the ground and I'm gonna speak to you face to face like a man and he said I'm gonna tell you the problem Joshua somebody has committed a private compromise and it has caused a public demise you see private compromises produce a public embarrassment that what you have hidden in your tent will embarrass you in front of everybody yeah but God is saying to the apostolic church I want all the garments that come from Babylon out of your tent I want all the junk out of your tent I want all the worldliness out of your tent I know this ain't popular but this is just the way it is because God wants turn point to continue in victory God wants turn point to continue in victory and you can't continue in victory if you have a private compromise ah listen to me ladies and gentlemen we need a revival of cleaning out the tent we have to have a revival of cleaning the tent out I gotta get the arrogance out I gotta get the pride out Oh, somebody ought to get on your feet and just praise the Lord. I'm, I'm not going to be here very long. No, somebody ought to praise the Lord in here. Some of y'all ain't praising the Lord. Some of y'all don't. I got to get the private compromise out of my life. I'm not talking about watching dirty movies. I'm talking about harboring that dirty attitude. That's not what, oh God, help me. I said, I'm talking about harboring that dirty attitude. That person I've been holding that offense against. Ah, oh, it's illegal. I can't hold on to it anymore. 
Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody that needs a breakthrough in your family ought to be praising the Lord right about now. Because God's bringing to you a recipe on how to get the victory in your tent. You see, the joy of the Lord is in this house. But God wants it in your house. God wants it in my house. And I know this is not popular on, uh, on nowadays, but I can't help it. Uh, I just want you to know that when I, when I discern that and I look across our country uh, and I look, my dear sister, uh, and I travel church after church after church uh, and I see people that have no joy on their faces, uh, it it just aggravates me. Uh, I, I, I want you, I'm sorry, uh, but it just bothers me. Well, Brother Wade, I don't have no look of joy on my face because it's 9 a.m. And, uh, uh, you know, I didn't get enough sleep. And, uh, you know, I didn't. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, you see, you, when you have the joy of the Lord, it ought to be upon your countenance. Uh, so, uh, I said, it ought to be upon your countenance. When you come in the house of the Lord, you ought to enter into his gates with thanksgiving. you know check with me at 9 30 at 11 30 I, I might my countenance may be different at 11 30 no 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 ladies and gentlemen when you go into the presence of the Lord now listen to me the reason why we do not have joy when we come into the house of the Lord if you only derive your joy from the disciplines then my brother and sisters if you only derive your joy from the disciplines then you're going to have form but no substance you're going to have form but no substance that's why when we come to the house of the Lord we don't have joy anymore because we're coming out of discipline and not anticipation Oh, God. But I want you to know, it's not, it, when I think about the discipline, brother, my, my brother, when I think about the discipline, I think about eating a bowl of beets. Oh, God, help me. Uh, are y'all still with me now? And I can't stand the thought of eating any beets. Uh, and so that's why I'm not looking, uh, when I come, think about prayer, and coming into his presence I'm not thinking about eating a bowl of beets I'm thinking about oh man I get to be with daddy today I get to be with my father today But the reason why some of you are not thinking about that because you're thinking about how bad you've been and you're thinking about how he's going to reject you and how he's oh. You're thinking about how he's going to reject you and how he's going to put you out and he's looking just to, uh, just to ring the hammer down upon you. Uh, but God delights in your approach. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He delights in your approach. And so when you get, so what's happened is, my brothers and sisters, church has become nothing more than something we do, not who we are. Well, praise the Lord. I, I'm going to try it one more time. Church has become so entertainment driven. We have become so entertainment driven. I'm feeling just a little resistance, but that's okay. Church has become about the songs we sing. Mm -hmm. It's become a performance model. And God said, I didn't design church to be a performance. I didn't design church to be an event. I designed it to be who you are, not what you do. Listen. And turn point, of course, is not that model, praise the Lord. Turn point is not that model, but we must resist that model at every turn. Because when you, when you are the church, When you are the church, and church is not something you do, but it's who you are, then it permeates throughout the whole community. And then it gets us to a place where we don't have buildings big enough to hold what God has promised. Is this making sense, or am I just out in left field somewhere? And I'm, I'm tired of seeing God's people walk around with no victory and no breakthrough and no joy. And I'm like, God, there has to be an answer. And he said, there is an answer. The answer is, you see, when you confess to being depressed all the time, all of your prayers are turned inward. Hallelujah. People that usually walk around confessing these things, their prayers are turned inward. And so what happens is they become the Dead Sea. And so there's no life flowing out of them. You have to cast down the imagination. Hallelujah. You have to cast down the imagination until every thought becomes obedient to Christ. 
every thought becomes obedient to Christ. So if I think something ill about you, I have to bring that thought down until that thought becomes obedient to Christ about you. So I take... So if I thought you were, if my carnal thought about you was you're not going to make it, I have to bring that thought down until I see you as Christ sees you. Oh, y'all didn't hear what I just said. If I think ill of somebody, I've got to go to prayer and i got to pray and cast my imagination down until I take on his imagination about how he sees you. And so when I see you as he sees you, then I can pray until you get the victory. Uh, because in the mind of God, you are victorious. Oh, somebody give God some praise in this house. I... Hallelujah. No, I'm going to tell you one more time. You've got to cast down that imagination that you have been thinking about yourself and how you've been thinking about others until it becomes obedient to how Christ thinks about you. Well, praise the Lord. Because your father sees you as valuable. And if I don't see you the way he sees you, then, then I have exalted my thoughts above his. And that's dangerous. Because then you get to thinking you're your own God. And that your opinion is right no matter what he has said. I'm talking about cleaning the tent out. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about cleaning the tent out. See, if you don't learn, see, if you don't learn to put restraints on your thought life, uh, this is not positive thinking, by the way. This is out of that Bible. You got to wrangle your thought life in. And if you don't put no restraints on your thought life, because according to 1 Samuel chapter number 3, according to 1 Samuel 3, uh, the light went out in the temple. The light went out. The vision left. And there was no rhema. And that left the rhema left the vision left and the light went out because there was no restraint because nobody put restraint on their flesh and not only did they not put restraints on their flesh they first didn't put restraints on their imaginations is this okay? And I can't afford to live life without no direction from God. 
I can't afford. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I know we're going a little slow here this morning, but uh, if you if you want to warp speed, maybe you should. Maybe you come back at 11:30. We'll be on hyper mode or something. But I, I'm just going to say it. Like I'm going I'm going to get it right down to where we are, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and this is not a doubter. We've had eight. We have had eight people baptized in Jesus' name this week. And that's at the beginning of the year, which is a signal of what God wants to continue. And it's what is going to continue. But we've got to make sure... Well, I don't like the word restraint. Well, neither do I. I. I'm not really particular on that word either. Some people think that's just, you know, it's, a, a, it's, a, it's an oppressive word to say restraint. But in God's economy, it's a liberating word. In our word, we think it's oppressive. But in God's economy, it's a, a, a word of liberty and victory. Because when you tell your flesh no, it, it causes more vision to come. It causes more light to show up. Well, Brother Wade, I ain't got a word from God in a long time. How's your restraint going? I just don't feel like I'm getting fed at the church. Well, what about your restraint in your house? See, I'm going to tell you all right now, a lot of people are dealing with what we call depression. It's because they got stuff going on there. They opened their house to witchcraft. And, oh, God, I better not. I, I got to go. I, uh, you know, uh, well, praise the Lord. I got just a few more minutes. I, I'm going to plow on right here. It's only 10.08. I'm going to plow on right here. The reason why people's got depression in their house is not because of, it's not because, you know, you were born with that. It's because you opened your house up to all kinds of junk when you turned that movie on in your house and you knew you shouldn't have done that, but it looked, okay, I'm sorry, I got that. Get that paranormal garbage out of your house. Get that paranormal out of your house and you won't be paranoid. I'm going to say it again. I know it's not popular, but I'm going to say it again. Get the rebellion out of your house, which is witchcraft. Get that out of your house. Oh, I'm going to tear it down here today. I said, you got to get that out of your house. If you even have the imagination of rebellion, you got to bring that down until it submits and becomes obedience. Hallelujah. 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 Well, it's just, it's just, well, you know, it's not nothing, you know, it's nothing bad. It's just innocent, you know. Ah, the reason why we're having imaginations of having affairs is because that's what we've turned on in our house. Well, praise the Lord. If you turn them soap operas off, you won't have no drama up in your house. 
I'm going to tell you a reason why some of y'all got dramas because you won't get up out of somebody else's drama. See, you got into somebody else's drama and it brought it up into your house. And God told Joshua, get it out of your tent. Get it out. God said, I, Achan has hidden something and it's caused a public demise. It's caused the whole house to be cursed. One man hiding something, one man hiding something, ma'am, cost 36 people their lives. One man hiding something. And I believe that in this end time, while we're going to have victory, God said victory, victory in your life is predicated on your ability to get everything out that is accursed out of your tent. Praise the Lord. I want us to lift our hands and ask the Lord to help us to reveal to us that which has been accursed in our lives that we have missed. Not that we've just harbored it on purpose, but we may have missed it. Come on, open your mouth and ask the Lord to help us. We've got to have light to continue in here. We've got to have revelation to continue. And we've got to have vision to continue. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost if you can. Folks, we need to press through until there's a break in this house. There are people in this room that are having, they're having defeats and they need to have a breakthrough. people that are being defeated open your mouth and just pr just just pray in the holy ghost just a little bit more hallelujah 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 If you're needing a breakthrough, I want you just to go ahead and just press on through right here today. All you have to do to have that breakthrough is cast that imagination down. To cast that lie down that says you, that God doesn't want you to have it. That is a lie. He wants you to have it. Now you're going to receive it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because somebody next to you has joy. As somebody next to you has the ability to tap into what you need. But you're going to have to let God know I'm willing to clean the tent out to have victory. Hallelujah. 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 
In Jesus' name, lift your hands and worship the Lord. Stand to your feet all over this house. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your voice to the Lord. The Lord has spoken to us and helped us. Hallelujah. Lift your voice to the Lord. Lift your voice to the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Father, tear open the heavens over our understanding right now. Father, rend the heavens over our understanding. Hallelujah. Praise God. I just want us to come out of our seats and just stand in this altar before the Lord. I'm just going to say this, and, and you know, ma'am, I'm, I'm not ignorant to the fact that there's a lot that can go on in seven days. A lot can happen in a seven-day period. A lot can happen from Sunday to Sunday. I'm not ignorant of that. I'm not ignorant of the fact that we can have breakthrough on Sunday morning and Sunday at, at 9 o'clock and Sunday at 11.30 and Sunday at 6. And on Monday... Something just blindsided us. I'm not ignorant of that. I've had it happen to me. But I'm also understanding that while we go through the course of life, we can get in these times where we just get into this relaxation and coasting, as it were. And then we take on the opinion and the approach that, well, if God wants me to have it, then he'll just bring it to me. And that really is the highest form of arrogance. That really is the highest form of arrogance because what that says is I'm not willing to pursue what you have. It's not good enough to pursue. Hallelujah. I'm going to try that one more time. 
we get to the place where we say, well, God, if you want me to have victory, I'll just stand right here. And if you want me to have it, then I'll have it. But that's the highest form of arrogance because then we say, well, it's not good enough to pursue. No, there are some breakthroughs you have to pursue. And that's where we are this morning. Hallelujah. I'll say it again. That's where we are this morning. Now, I know what I'm talking about, sir, because I have this morning, I discerned the victory of the Lord. Before I left the house this morning, I discerned God's victory over this church. So the struggle we're feeling is we're, we're struggling not with the devil. There's not a devil in a hundred miles of here right now. Praise the Lord. We're not struggling with the devil. I'm sorry to tell you that it's not the devil. We're struggling with our, 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 our desire to pursue in part. God has said at the outset of this service, they sing about victory in this building at least two different times. And before I heard, I, I don't know what they're going to sing before they sing it. I don't get involved in that. But before, I, before they sang one, played one note or sang one word about victory, God told me today, that I want my people to have the victory. Now, Brother Wade, that just sounds elementary. No, I'm trying to convince you that God wants you to have victory. You have to be convinced that God wants you to have it. That's why he said to cast down every imagination that you have built about yourself. That is an absolute lie. 